Hey everybody, I am Raul Gonzalez. And I'm Oscar Ibieta. And we are Medicare Agent IQ with a special guest with us today, Miss Natalie, Mrs. Natalie Gomez. And uh, Natalie is, she's one of our agents. It's been with us for about seven years. Mm -hmm. And one of our top producers for all seven years. <laughs> and so Natalie, thanks so much for being here today. Thank We're you super, for having me. Super excited. Honored. Yeah, so I, I wanted to kind of give a little bit of a background where 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 you started and then how, how we ended up where we're at today and so let's take it back but what is it seven seven years mm -hmm. and when I first met you I, I remember you mentioned that that I didn't uh, answer your call or I declined your right, call. Right, you declined me several <laughs> yeah. times in a row. Oh, this is was back in the day when you couldn't, you know, so, do otherwise. So the, the story behind that real quick is I had no idea that, I mean, this this is showing my age here. I had no idea that that when you hit the off button that I thought you if you hit it twice it declined. If you hit it once it just silenced it. But it turns mm -hmm. out I was wrong. So the whole time she knew I was declining her. Right. Just thought you weren't interested. <laughs> you thought you were yeah. <laughs> so it almost it almost never happened. But but uh, what were you doing when during that time? What was the what was kind of the background at that point? Yeah, I come from a final expense world, so 100% sales. And I'd heard a lot about Medicare, and I wanted to, to see what these renewals were all about. Hey, real quick, uh, how long did you do final expense before you made that move? So it was about four years, four okay. years. And then the first year I got into the business, I did mortgage protection and life insurance, but transitioned to working with the senior market and final expense just a few years in. Okay. And then you, so a couple years in, mm -hmm. you what made you decide that you even wanted to to look at doing Medicare? So when I would visit my clients in the home, they would ask me, what about this A, B, Medicare? And I had no idea what they were talking about. It was it might as well have been a foreign language. And so um, the more I heard about it, the more I started thinking that there was might be an opportunity here. And I did a little bit of research, talked to a good friend of mine, and she told me about a little something called renewals. Yeah. And I was, <laughs> I was, I was all ears because uh, I knew I wanted to start a family right. and I love the life insurance world, final expense, some great clients. But the great thing is, is that we have those same customers here in the, um, the Medicare world. And so I just, I knew I was, wasn't afraid of hard work, but I also wanted to be paid in the future on that hard work. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you, when you made that transition, we did some training, some mm -hmm. very quick training, right? I think I was, we were just about to have my second, my, you my, are. my second baby. Yes. I was like, I'm going to do the best I can. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. And I, in my head, I kind of paused it mm -hmm. and I thought, okay, well, we'll just catch up and she'll continue to do her final expense while, uh, while, while I go and kind of get acquainted with our, with our new baby coming in. And then that was you, not in my head yeah <laughs> you called me from the hospital yes I, I, i'm sorry i was in the hospital you called and you're like um hey I, i'm running this appointment and you had some questions and right. i was like you gotta stop yeah <laughs> just go ahead. slow just stop. your roll yeah, yeah yeah but i was i was just ready to get started um part of my sales background just tells you just get jump right in and right. don't be afraid to make mistakes um, so I made plenty of them early yeah. on, um, but you were there to guide me along the way. So thank you for that. But I think that that's that's a big should be a big takeaway for people. A lot of a lot of people get timid 
timid and, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh man, unless I know every single thing, I can't get out there. Right. And Natalie, one of the top producers that I know, jumps right in and says, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna get out there, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this happen. And so of course during that time, we got you some got you another friend, Oscar here. That's and right. he, he went along with you and and was able to uh, and was able to kind of help give you some more coaching while I was while I was gone, mm-hmm. right? Well first yeah. of all he took me out for tacos. Yeah. <laughs> so I knew I knew it was gonna be a great friendship from the beginning. But yeah, I mean it's all about teamwork and Oscar, I remember you taking me out and we ran several appointments and it was just it was seemed just very relaxed, a very relaxed environment. It didn't seem salesy at all. Yeah. Whereas from the life insurance background, it is a little bit more you're in the trenches and it is very sales oriented. So I really liked what I saw. Okay. What what uh what would you say has been the key to your success in Medicare? Um, not being afraid to make mistakes. Yeah. Not being afraid to make mistakes and um, getting out of my way. Yeah. Um, because I think for a lot of us in sales, um, we, we are our own worst enemy and we're afraid to make mistakes. We're afraid to get the no, um, just fear. So just getting out of my way and saying, we're, we're just going to go all in here. And, um, part of, um, success is, you know, those failures and I've had plenty of them, but let's talk about them. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm curious what kind of failures you're, you're referring to when you say yeah. not being afraid to fail. What kind oh of my failures gosh. I mean, I, I know I've walked out of homes and I can tell you the stories <laughs> walking out of those homes, just crying, crying in my car because I gave too many options because, um, I didn't position myself correctly. I, you know, didn't lean on the, the daughter that would have been my kind of my um, right hand man there. But, um, you know, all the mistakes that were made just gave me those experiences so that the next time I didn't make those same mistakes. Um, so those are just some of them, but I've got plenty of stories I can tell you. Yeah, well, I mean, and, and just to, to piggyback off of your answer, I think that's, you know, you, you weren't afraid to make mistakes. There's, mm-hmm. there's a saying, right, paralyzation by inaction. Mm-hmm. I think Raul was just talking about that. A lot of times agents are just afraid to get out there and say, well, I, I don't feel comfortable getting out there. I don't know everything. And the reality is it's going to take a while before you start to figure this thing and out. And then even then, you're still not going to know everything yeah. because the plans change, the rules change. There's so much to it. So you just have to be open to change and embrace that change. Because yeah. even today, we have questions and we, we're, we're constantly talking to each other, asking questions when we end up in a situation where maybe we don't have the answer. Mm -hmm. and we start to rely on each other for that. But I'd say that's a huge key piece to your success is because, and I see that in some of the agents that join us, I see some agents that are, that are afraid to get out there. And then there are other agents where they're getting out there and we're kind of having it like, Hey, let's, let's take it back. Let's, let's do some relearning now. We will say, right, to our audience, it's not like Natalie knew nothing about (laughs) Medicare and just went out there and started getting into homes. There was some training and there were some things, you know, a lot of the basics that we went through and then she got out there. But even then, when when you've gone through the basics, there's there's still a lot of learning to do. But big part of your success was you went out there and did Mm -hmm. it and you weren't afraid to make mistakes. So if you're trying to figure out what the key to success is, that's a big part of it. Absolutely. And just not not making those excuses, even just physically getting out there at time. We have the excuses of, well, I have to have to go wash my car or I need to do this or do that. And just you get in your own way. Just get out there. Just go make some sales, whatever, whatever comes of it. You will have success at the end of the day if you keep putting the work. What does that look like? What is just getting out there actually look like? What like so obviously you had kind of I would say maybe a leg up on, mm-hmm. on being that you had a final expense book. Right. right. 
So first of all, let's talk a little bit about that because there might be agents that are listening that are in the final expense world. Mm -hmm. We're like, well, how would I, what would I do? So what was the first thing that you started to do? I called my current clients, Right. got in front of them. So you actually picked up the phone. Yep, absolutely. You know, it's funny that you say that, and I, and I just want to pause there for a second. A lot of times when I'm talking to agents that are making that transition, the first thing they'll ask me is, hey, can you send a mailer? Mm -hmm. And how much more effective, and, and I'm sure we, I'm sure at some point we, we sent out a mailer to, to your book, but how much more effective is picking up the phone and calling your clients? Yeah, I mean, we already have those relationships with those clients, so you're just calling, checking on them, because truly you are checking on them. How are they doing with their life insurance, getting in front of them, um, talking about just in general the portfolio, and a lot of times they need help with their Medicare health insurance. Right. So you so so tell me about that conversation. Would mm -hmm. you you'd pick up the phone and say, "Hey, uh, I started doing this now." Or, or yeah, yeah, I would just pick up the phone, and say, "How's everything going? Haven't talked to you in a while. Just wanted to check on you. Um, how's everything going with your life insurance? Okay, great. Also, I don't know if you know this, but I help out with Medicare health insurance as well. Just like I'm a broker on the life insurance side, I offer options for the Medicare health insurance." How's everything going with your Medicare health insurance? Okay, and, and then their response is everything is fine. Great, which plan do you have? Tell me, what, what do you like about okay, your plan? So and it depends. Okay, so there. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of shut down, right? Right, like. right, and so just anything to kind of get me in the door again to visit with them, um, because when you sit in front of a client, or depending on if you're doing sales, just opening up the conversation. Maybe you're doing telesales, and that that's okay too, but you just have to keep asking those questions. Okay, okay. You didn't stop, that's mm -hmm. the thing, because somebody says, oh, I'm doing great, and I've had those conversations with agents. They just say, well, they said they were good, so I, I didn't, I just left it alone but you went past that what plan do you have what do you love about it are you getting the most out of your benefits I would love to schedule a courtesy plan review let's just sit down and look at your plan right. see what those benefits look like and see if there are any other options mm -hmm. that would be a good fit for you I think that's the key so were you when you were calling you, you mentioned earlier you you started with mortgage protection and mm -hmm. life insurance and then you transitioned into final expense did you reach out to, to all, or I mean, obviously you probably targeted your, your senior right. population first, but what did that call campaign look like? I mean, if somebody's listening and they're trying to figure out how did she actually execute this, did you have a CRM that you were right. that yes. you ran reports we, on? We or? definitely did. We went based off age, but then to be honest, a lot of our Medicare health insurance clients are younger as well. So really just reaching out to any and all people um, is a great idea in terms of clients and their age. I, I wouldn't let that stop you. You can visit a 30 year old and that 30 year old has parents or you know, uh, in-laws that they live with that may have Medicare health insurance. So you would still call, like, so when you made this transition, mm -hmm. and, and, and let's talk about that for a minute. So when you first started, it wasn't a transition necessarily. It was something you were wanting to add to what you did, right? right. You weren't saying, okay, I'm out of here. I, I'm done with final expense. Right. Let's do Medicare. But that did happen at some point, right? It did. <laughs> okay. It did. Probably sooner than I thought I would have. But yes, it was a, a matter of just balancing it out for the first I don't know several months. Yeah, is that is that at what point in that journey did you say, you know what, I'm 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 and again, you're not done like someone someone calls you right now, you're going to do final expense, right? But, right. But what was the what what was the point where you knew and you kind of felt confident that okay, you know what? This Medicare thing is going to work out. This is the direction that I want to go. Yeah, it, I mean it was several months in, but I remember um, just there got got to a point where I thought I can make I can continue making final expense sales, but that won't help me in the future. And if I continue adding to this little egg right here, yeah. um, then with the Medicare health insurance, I will get more and more renewals. So it was several months in, but I remember there being a point where it shifted. Yeah. I remember walking in your office once uh, and you had on the board, 
you were like, this is how many clients I need to get me to X amount of residuals in January. And so that's the goal that you set for yourself. And you kind of, well, you did understand, right? We're playing the long game here. Mm -hmm. and, And I think that's a struggle that a lot of life insurance agents may have is they're they're used to making these big commissions and you know in one hour they can make a commission of a, I don't know probably a couple grand pretty mm-hmm. easily versus with Medicare we know that the commissions are just a fraction of that but you understood all right we're playing the long game here and I'm working to, towards building the residual but I think that's a great thing is how you set that that goal on the whiteboard and it was like yes. this is how many clients that I need for when I um, for come January these are the residuals yeah yeah because look in the beginning it's not rainbows and butterflies yeah. you know um, I, I still remember the I have a picture of that same whiteboard and it's almost laughable now because my goal was a pretty low goal but we met that goal and then we had the next goal yeah. and the next goal and the next goal so now I'm four goals in um, so you know but you have to start with somewhere yeah absolutely I love that I think so again if you're just trying to figure out how to how does what does that transition look like it's not rainbows and butterflies mm-hmm. it's not just the flip of a switch where you just turn to it but I think understanding, knowing that, hey, you're you're gonna, there, there is some, you know, quote unquote sacrifice in mm-hmm. your upfront commissions, but you're building your residual income. How, how married were you to that, to those goals? Cause I know that we've talked, we, we would talk about them back then, but we're, did those numbers kind of stay on the top of your mind at all times? Were you like, yeah. I'm, I'm gotta, I gotta do this, is that? Yeah, very much, very much so goal oriented um, and, just remembering at the end of the day what I'm doing this for um, because you can get you have a day and I had one recently where it was like seven or eight no's in one day mm-hmm. you don't come across that often yeah it happens right? though not Natalie Gomez <laughs> but it happens and so um, if you think long term rather than short term then you know it, it at least for me it was easier okay so sticking to those goals how do you deal with the with the no's because i think everyone has it doesn't feel good being told no it never feels good mm-hmm. and so i've had those days and i just remember just shutting down and just being like am i in the right business yeah just um i remember for me early on in my sales career i learned about a black soul a black soul meaning you're not too high you're not too low so even on those days where i have seven or eight sales it's just another day. Mm. So just being very, um, you know, trying to be as, um, li- trying to show as little emotion as possible. Yeah. You're not riding the roller coaster. Yeah, exactly. Right? Because man, that roller coaster, it's a lot of fun going down it, but climbing up that mountain is, it's, it can be challenging yeah. at times. So just mm-hmm. staying even kill about it I mean, was my, my, was my, um, the key to my success in, t- in terms of my mindset. Yeah. You don't, you don't tie uh, your success or measure your success based off of that day and, mm-hmm. and the amount of cells, whether good or bad, how well you did it's overall in the kind of the judge, the art, Exactly. You know, the, the full work of art, not necessarily that that one. Right, because if, if I had seven or eight no's that day, well, then imagine I'm putting in a lot of work, and for the month, I had a lot more to show than just those seven or eight no's. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Hey, what are some challenges that you have faced in this field? Like, what are the, what would you say, kind of the biggest challenges that you've faced just in the in the whole journey? Yeah, um, well, you have to be self-motivated and disciplined, and that uh, didn't come overnight for me. I came from an athletic background, but then when you are in a position of being your own boss right. and not really having somebody hold you accountable, um, there has to be some some sacrifices and some self-discipline. So early on, I was very young, so I think um, the freedom 
but you don't work, you don't eat. Um, so I think early on that um, was a challenge. But uh, then I had kids, so that <laughs> that was no longer an option. Um, and then, you know, mindset, that was huge. Mindset is everything in this business and sales world and whatever is going on in your personal life, whatever uh, might have you down that day when you get in front of that client, you are truly like an actress in a way, actress or actor, because you are there, you're, not that you're putting on a show, but you are giving your client the best, the best of you. And so that means a smile, that means being accommodating, regardless of what they're saying, regardless of what's going on in your life. So mindset, always making sure to have the right mindset. And those were things early on that were a challenge for me. Okay, Discipline's big, I can relate to that. I feel the same way mm -hmm. when I first got into it. Young, right, we were in our 20s. Mm -hmm. So if anyone's getting in the business, you're in your 20s and 30s. When I first got into the business, I was a kid. I mean, every everybody who was doing Medicare, it felt like they were in their fifties yeah. at least. And so they'd see they'd see me show up, and they're like, "Okay, well, who's this kid, right?" Mm -hmm. And so the one thing that they tell me is, "I wish I was your age when I started doing this." But looking back at my journey, I really wish that I would have actually um, <laughs> been more self-disciplined because it's like, where could I be now had I had the discipline to show up every day and put in the work? But I'd have those highs, I'd have those right. great days, and then I'd take the rest of the week off because it's like. Exactly. I know I, I met my goal for the week. So right. anyone who's getting into the business, you're younger, try and make sure that you that you maintain that that self discipline. I think it's a big key to, mm -hmm. to the success. Because you're on your you're all, you are your own boss at that point. Yeah. Um, and so many people don't like the boss. Why? Because the boss stays on top of you, holds you accountable. So you have to hold yourself accountable and make sure that you remember those goals and stick to them because yeah. they matter. Yep. Absolutely. How are you, how do you keep up to date? You know, like, so Oscar and I, we talked about last week about how things are just changing all the time. They're, they're at, at, at every point we're seeing changes in mm -hmm. Medicare. How have you managed to kind of keep up with those changes and the rule changes and all of those things and still manage to grow your book and, and focus on that? Yeah, we are pack animals. We have to stick with the pack. And so I believe in teamwork and working as a group of individuals. So to answer your question, I show up for the team meetings, um, whether they're in person or virtual. Um, you know, you have that camaraderie in the group because maybe you miss something, you miss an email, but you know that your cohort's going to have your back. So just staying up to date by um, you know, a meeting of the minds, if you right. will. So definitely here at, at our, in our agency, it's about showing up to the meetings and being part of the group. So if you have like an opportunity, let's just say, you know, there's, there's agents everywhere, right? And maybe they don't have a, a, a group like, like you've had mm -hmm. in, in San Antonio. Is there, are there other places that you could do that? Maybe, maybe a Facebook group. I'm trying to yeah. just kind of think out Facebook loud. Facebook group, social media. Absolutely. But the, um, insurance companies that we represent, nationwide they have seminars they have meetings um sure. daily and so often we get the email oh yeah i know and you just erase it right or you look past it but i'm telling you up to this um up to today i'm still logging in and getting key pieces of information from those groups so I, I think it's important just to always be plugged in and be a student of the game yeah i think that makes complete sense so so you're keeping up with those things when when you 
do you, how are, how's your organization? I'm, I'm curious about, because I know that we've talked, I'm not the most organized individual. Like mm -hmm. I, that's a struggle of mine. Are, are you, would you say you're pretty organized in your, in your sales? Well, depending on who you ask. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I, you know, when it comes to our book of business, um, every client that visits us, that we sell, um, even the ones that we don't, we are logging their information into the CRM. So I know name, date of birth, address of all contact information, because they're, they're all leads at the end of the day, and you don't want to miss up, uh, miss those opportunities to help those clients out. So yeah, absolutely. I think I'm, I'm organized in my own way. When it, when it matters per dollar, I am definitely organized. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Awesome. So, um, how do you build and maintain strong relationships with those clients? What are you What are you doing that would would you say maybe this maybe it's different the way that I do things? What are what? How does a, a Natalie Gomez client feel different than uh, an Oscar? No, just, yeah. how, how does it, How does Natalie Gomez client feel different? Can you tell me a little. Yeah, I think it's relationships in general. So whether you're married, you're in a partnership. What are you doing? You're you're watering, you know, the plants always. You're um, touching base. You're loving on them. You're hugging them, um, and you can still do that from a distance over the phone. So when my clients call in, I can guarantee you they're going to have impeccable customer service. They're going to get follow-ups um, after we make a sale. They're going to get a call the day of either the first or maybe a few days before, letting them know their plan's going to change. Have you gotten your card? You always do. Right, do that. exactly. So we are always touching base with our clients. So giving them that TLC, just like you would, uh, you know, in your partnership and your your love life. You have to treat these clients um, with respect and love. And as if you were helping out your family member, your parents or your grandparent, how would you treat them? That's how I treat my clients. Yeah, I always, I always tell people that too. Like you gotta treat people the way you would your own grandparent mm -hmm. or your own parent because- Maybe that's a, where I got it from. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have influenced people in this room. I yes, <laughs> we're your babies. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, can you share kind of a success story where your advice made a significant difference to a client? Maybe even in uh, kind of kind of thinking about where maybe you know how you get that call when they say, "Man, I want to I want to get on that United plan," and then mm -hmm. you start getting to know them a little bit, and you're like, "Man, th that might not make the most sense for you," and you can make a recommendation. Any kind of success stories that you have where you've made a, a real impact in a client's life? Yeah, you know, I can think of several because sometimes it's not about making, or it's never about only making the sale, but sometimes you visit a client in their home and you realize, yeah, I can't really help you. But just by, you know, keeping them on the same plan and helping them order their over-the-counter or connecting them with a dentist, I'm going to leave that client's house and whether I get a sale or not, I'm going to help them. Right. And so oftentimes what we see is that they will refer you out even though you're not their current client. So sometimes I'll ask somebody, uh, well, I'll ask the client, how did you hear about me? And they'll, you know, share the name of the client. And I realized that actually was not a client, but it was somebody that I just helped along the way that I visited with them, kept them on their same plan. And, you know, they, they felt comfortable with me enough to refer me out to their friends and family. So that's happened before. Um, I've had other instances where a client, um, you know, didn't realize that they had Medicaid. 
but they just with a little bit of help, they didn't ever have anybody to sit down and show them how to apply for state benefits. So help them do that. And now we've got them on a completely different plan where it's zero out of pocket costs, where before they were paying $20 and somebody who has low income, $20 is a lot of money. So just going the extra mile, um, I, but those are the two clients I can think of in general. Yeah, yeah, would, do you, would you always help people apply for Medicaid or tell me what? Right, I would either help them myself or send them to the department that helps them. Like from a from a provider group? Right, a provider yeah. group that we work with one-on-one. -on -one. They know me, I know them, uh, somebody that I can trust. But uh, oftentimes we do it our, our, on our own in office. Yeah, I was gonna say, so if, if you if you had somebody and, and you were in a market, because remember all markets are different, so like mm -hmm. there could be someone out, and uh, especially if you live like in a small town, there's right. probably, they don't have that same kind of presence from a from a provider group so if if you could you would you would do it yourself and help them apply for medicaid yeah i just had a client the other day and uh, it sounded like she could qualify for extra help here in texas um for the medications and i helped her i helped her with it and what was funny is that you know, I ended up being able to help her with her plan. I didn't think I could early on because of the, the circumstances, but in the end, it, it resulted in a sale, which was not the intention for this particular client, um, but it worked out that way. So as long as you're doing the right thing for the client always, um, good things will come your way. I have a question for you. What's mm -hmm. uh, what's your commission on helping someone fill out the Medicaid application? Free. <laughs> <laughs> we don't get paid Zero. on that, folks. So you, you, we don't get paid, but you're, that's part of your customer service. You're going above and beyond, and you're mm -hmm. helping these people apply for this. And I want to backtrack a little bit on what you said. So you mentioned earlier in one of your success stories, right? You help connect them with the dentist. Mm -hmm. And you've actually built relationships and created relationships with dentists over the years that you've been doing Medicare, which is another piece of, of mm -hmm. your success. But even though in that moment you didn't make a sale, you, there was no plan change where, you, where you're gonna get paid on that, mm -hmm. but you connected them with one of your dentists. And so it's still a win for your dentist, right? You, you, you looked for a, a victory within that and you said, hey, I'm gonna connect you with my dentist, go and see this great partner, this dentist that I work with. And so in the eyes of the dentist, Natalie just sent them a piece right. of business. Yeah. And so who are they gonna think of next when somebody goes in there where they're struggling to pay their, their dental, for their dental mm -hmm. benefits or, or they, need to, they need to sign up for something, they've got Medicare, they've gotta sign up for something, who are they gonna call? Right. Mm -hmm. so that, that referral is going to come to you. So even though no sale was made there, it still helps your relationship with the dentist and they're going to think of you next time there's an opportunity. Exactly. It's all about reciprocity, right? I scratch their back, they scratch mine. And the dentist at the end of the day doesn't care if it's your client or not. Right. That client has benefits. They want to see that client as their patient. So I absolutely think that helped me along the way establish those and keep those strong relationships for the dentist. So you've got some good working relationships with, with some dentists. How do you, I guess, how do you maintain those relationships? Because what, what one thing that we see, we're always encouraging agents to get out there and build relationships and network so that way they can send business over to you. They get out there and they may touch them once. Mm -hmm. And they may, they may go and talk to that doctor. They may go and talk to that dentist one time and then just expect the gates to just open and they get flooded with referrals. What's the reality of that? Yeah. Like, what is that? How has that process actually played out for you? Yeah, the reality is, is that there have been several agents that go in there and talk a big game and don't follow up. So how can we be different? And that means uh, annual, annually going in there to review the benefits ahead of time. So in December, when everybody's quiet and it's the off season, 
I'm going into those dentist offices and saying, this is what the plans look like for next year. So you're aware so that you're not bombarded by, you know, all these patients who say, I have this new plan and it covers this and it covers that uh, January 1st. Not only that, but lunch and learns going in there on a quarterly basis, stopping by and, you know, you know, of course, it's always nice to receive gifts, but maybe maybe you just stop in and share, um, give them you know, more business cards, but always finding an excuse just to say hi. They will just never say what are you doing here? Why are you here? <laughs> you just want to always make sure to stop in, give them a call, follow up. You may have a um, a certain way of how you share the information with the dentist, but always following up with them in person or on the phone and saying, "This is. Did you receive this uh, client um, the the information?" And then from there, did you schedule an yeah. appointment? Were you able to get a hold of them and just being there to to help them out? Because yeah. at the end of the day, you want them to see more patients. But you're so busy, Nat. You're, <laughs> you're out there writing business and you've got things to do. How are you? You're not too busy to stop in at these dental offices. And a lot of times agents get caught up, agents get caught up in making that next sale and they're looking for that next transaction. But truth is, this is a part of your business and you understand, hey, I've got to stop in and I've got to talk to these providers that I have relationships with. And it's you that you make that just as much of a priority as you do meeting with your clients. And I think that's a big piece. That's a big key to finding success in this business. Yeah, because at the end of the day, it's an investment and I know it'll pay off. Yep. Yeah, I think a lot of agents, they, they miss the the fact that it's an investment. And I've, we talk to agents all the time. We're like, man, you got to go out there and create relationships with dentists and doctors. And out of out of out of most agents that I've known, you're the one that seems to like follow all the advice, all the things that we talk about on this podcast. You've done all of those things. And that's been a big part of 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 your strategy, I would say. And I think that's another another thing. Uh, another key to success would be take other people's advice who have been there longer, right? That have mm -hmm. done this before. And even if you turn it into your own and in, in no way did I, did I teach you how to, uh, to have a relationship with the, with the dentist, but kind of encourage, like I would encourage, Hey, get out there and create some relationships with dentists. And then you made it your own thing and you took off and I'd be like, man, Natalie needs to be teaching how, yeah. to, <laughs> how to create these relationships. And I love that, that you've, that you've been able to kind of, you do all the things that, that, that leaders in the industry recommend. And there's a lot of agents who don't, a lot of agents will just do one thing. They'll jump in and, and then they'll see that it didn't work that first time. Did the very first dentist that you ever well, went it's to? Funny, work? I was just about to mention that, that just because I've done this a um, hundred times before, doesn't mean that it's any easier in the very beginning. Right. When you first visit those dentist office, it can be a little overwhelming. They're all staring at you. They don't know what you're talking about. And it's good to go in there with a partner and you are my partner. So thank yeah. you for that. I remember <laughs> you went in there with me and I got stumped and I said, bro, help, help. So, and then that's where you came in because in the moment, sometimes, you know, it's uncomfortable or you just kind of get stuck, but it's good to have somebody there for moral support or oftentimes just to say, oh, and by the way, Oscar, yeah. you, did you tell him that you could bring him lunch? You know, that type of thing right. to work together. And then after that, it, it seemed pretty seamless, but just getting over that first hump, the first hurdle, the visit, um, it is again, getting out of your way and not, not letting fear uh, keep you from 
you know, just jumping right in. Yeah, and just kind of like you talk about, we're pack animals, right? We want to, yeah. like we go with other people and we're you're, there's strength in numbers and you feel even more confident when you get out there and we go together. Even if mm -hmm. I don't say anything the whole time, there's something about having, having your friend right by your side kind of helping you out with that. So listen, here's what we're going to go ahead and do. So we are going to wrap up for today, but next week we're going to just kind of do the same thing. And I got some cool things. What we'll do is some role play where cool. I'm, I'm the customer, Oscar's the customer, and how, how do you respond in kind of difficult things? How do you turn things that we would think wouldn't be a sell into a sell? So we're excited to do that for, uh, for next week's episode. So until then, everybody, remember that you can also follow us on Instagram, on TikTok, right here on YouTube, pretty much anywhere that you get content. We'd love to have you as a follower to, for you to engage. If you have questions for Natalie, Natalie is a, is a friend of ours and, and we probably have her back on. So if you have questions that you would say, hey, I, I'd, I would rather hear from Natalie. She knows more than y'all. <laughs> then uh, feel free to, to, to let us know any questions that you have. We'll be glad to answer them. So until next time.